get... Gosh, I didn't even go live on the podcast again. So, I'm not I'm not repeating everything I just said. Welcome to the JB, the JB Font Show. Anyways, so I'm live with Uncle Warren, also known as Extra Booyah. And uh, one of the things that I actually want to talk about is... Hansy Uncle Joseph. The hair sniffer in chief. Um, uh, mm, let, let, in fact, in fact, let, let's let's reminisce. Let's show people what we're talking about because this person, this gosh, I I just I can't, I can't, I just can't. All right, let. Just, you know, people, let me, let me just, let's just do, hang on. Can you still hear me? Uh-oh. Okay. Um, I just remembered that I can't use my headphones when Ooh. I'm doing this on the podcast because the people on the podcast can't hear it. But, um, let me mute myself really quick. And let me show y'all. If you're speaking, I can't hear you. I think you're muted, brother. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, I was muted. But I <laughs> let me. Um, I'm actually going to mute so myself. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually going to mute myself right now so that I don't have an echo. Actually, let me. No, oh, no I'm not going to try it. Let me mute myself first, and then we'll play the video, and then you guys can listen in. anybody that heard Joe Biden just called a reporter from Fox News a stupid SOB I'm not going to say what he said because I don't want to be offensive um, but look I just think that it is idiotic that a lot of people who are liberal are basically going, yes, Joe Biden, he spoke back to the media, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Joe Biden and the media are friends. That sounds pretty performative. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a, that's an act <laughs> because I mean every every other time he speaks to the media he's always just like 
saying some way out there shit, you know. And uh, yeah. this time around, it was probably just like, yeah. I mean, what, look at his poll numbers. What, he's like at 30, he's down to 34% now. So now he's trying to come out as like some sort of cowboy and make everybody think, yeah, you know, I'm a tough guy. Wait, you're Steve Doocy, who, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I I understand that, you know, people distrust the media. Look, hell, I do too. But they're all basically on the same side, you know, and it's just it's just silly to me. What are your thoughts? Yeah, just it's, it's well. I mean, at this point, we we know everything that they're doing now is theater, right? You know, with the rotating villain, yeah, uh, the villain of the week, the, the the parliamentarian, or Joe Manchin, or Kristen Cinema, or or whatever. And, and usually, these kind of little stunts happen when they're trying to do a little sneaky uh, stuff on the side. You know, with the stuff going on. Uh, them sending uh, lawyers' guns and money to uh, to Ukraine and uh, trying to slip that under the radar, you know. So it's usually something stupid happens to detract from the real bad mm-hmm. stuff that's actually going on, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's like why are you cheering for him when Okay, I, I put out a tweet. And I don't know if it's gonna be offensive or not, but he called a reporter an SOB and I'm and I was like, Well it takes one to know one. And why do I say that? Because I'm thinking about the ninety four crime bill. I'm thinking about the bankruptcy bill. I'm also thinking about the Patriot Act. I'm thinking about so many things that would warrant somebody calling him that. Calling Biden that. And the thing is, is that, uh, and I'm also thinking about the victims that he's had, people like Tara Reid. Like, Joe Biden really should look in the mirror when he says something like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I may. You think maybe the uh, the frustration of the job is getting to him. I mean, not just the actual job itself, but the people who surround him. You know, he's not running the show by himself. He's not the brains of this outfit, right? I mean, so he's got like the inner inner circle that's pretty much running the show. And I don't know, Joe being the in the state. You know, mentally that he is, yeah. you know, he that may have been it, that could have been staged or it could have been just like a, uh, what am I doing with my life? Why mm. didn't I just stay on the fishing boat? Life was so much, you know, that kind of shit. <laughs> now he's like, now yeah. you run into the shit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> even still, like Miguel says, I heard Biden apologize to him, and it's like, yeah. Okay. I mean, they're all still on the same side anyway. I mean, one's manufacturing consent for him. So it's just... And and people are like, but it was Fox News. I don't care. 
Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, blonde, brunette, redhead. I don't. What's the difference? Right. Right. So it's. Yeah. Go ahead. I was. I was just gonna say each. Each of those. Uh, like your your liberal uh, media and your conservative media, they all have parts to play in all this. So like, if it was Trump, mm-hmm. you know, they, the roles would be reversed. They'd be praising Trump, and uh, you know, the liberals would be asking dumb questions and then trump would uh, would you know call them a son of a bitch you know that kind of thing it, it, you know you just you're swapping roles but it's the same players you know yeah um i'm going to show this really quick share my screen because there are other reasons why you can tag that particular name to Biden more than anybody else. This is from the Center for Biological Diversity. It says new data Biden's first year drilling permits stomps Trump's by 34%. Yeah. He's doing everything Trump was doing and then some, but yet he's still lauded by the the cult the, the cult folk as uh oh no, I know. We 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 just uh Trump was so much worse. But you you have the evidence right here. Yeah. You know, he's much worse than Trump in, in a lot of areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just to Bluebird, uh, the person was asking something uh, about uh, inflation, re- you know, re- in relation to his poll numbers. And, yeah, and uh, Peter... Darcy, I think his name is Dorsey. Um, uh, Ducey. Yeah. Ducey? Oh, <laughs> that was that was a Ducey. Um, <laughs> yeah, he he yeah, was he, asking that question. He's from Fox News, and so Biden called him a talking, stupid sob. So. Yeah, he was talking about. Uh, I think the question was about like, uh, do you think uh, that like high inflation is going to affect the uh, the midterms come November? Yeah, and, uh, and that's when he said, "Just, just, what?" Sorry, I think he was about to fall asleep, but then he was too angry to sleep, so he called it an SOB. Yeah, that's my theory. Yeah, I like what Lawrence Johnson said. He's uh, Lawrence Johnson said, "287 days until the end of the Democratic Party." Yeah, what what do you think they're what do you think is going to happen by the end of November for these midterms? Well, I mean, you're going to have these, uh, the, you're going to have the, the campaign ads, either they're going to get primaried or the, the Republicans are going to use their lack of action throughout this past year since Biden, Biden and the Senate and the House had majorities and you did nothing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be a lot to try to explain away, um, but these 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 politicians have their own little cults. Your your uh, mm-hmm. your media cults. So you got your social media cults too that are going to put the the bums rush on uh, saying he did everything you know that he promised he did, which he didn't. And uh, you're going to have, like I said, you're going to have people that are primarying these Democrats that are going to use that information. Like, no, we're the, the $2,000 checks. We're not $2,000. They were $1,400. You, you, you gave $15 an hour to federal 
workers, but not to everybody as a minimum wage. You know, all the things that he campaigned on, the little that he did campaign on, he didn't come through with it. And that's that you're going to get the you're going to get the trickle down. Like Reagan said, only the trickle down effect in this case is Biden's uh, horrible popularity is going to spread like a rash amongst like your AOC types and the and whatnot. I mean, AOC is probably going to still like win because there's nobody really challenging her in New York. But some of these other, you got a lot of people retiring and you got a lot of new, new blood coming up saying, Hey, look, these people in the swamp told you all this shit. They didn't deliver. So, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm going to do it. It's going to be, as they say, a bloodbath. Yeah. I just came up with a new saying. My new saying is, don't piss on my head and tell me it's trickle-down economics. <laughs> no, it's just piss. Yeah, it's just piss, and that's exactly what it is. Broken and, promises, yeah. Yeah. Piss and broken promises. Yeah. Oh, snap. Robert Durden in the chat. So good to see you, bud. Nice What's nice up, to Robert? have you. All right. Um, and, and, and by the way, Robert, you know, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to say that I know that you're taking a break from, you know, things from social media and all that. Um, just to let you know, we're keeping your seat warm for you. And when you come back, uh, I can't wait to hear more jokes. And I also can't wait to hear some more deep political analysis about the what's going on. Because um, truth be told, I... I love having your voice around, so just you know, let you know that we are there. Uh, we we feel you in spirit, so just want to let you know that. Um, yeah, I don't blame them either, too. You know, sometimes you just gotta you gotta take a break. Oh, you know, cause definitely. No matter how much you care, uh, you don't want to get burnt out. And then you're no good to anybody, and you're no definitely no good to yourself. So you know. Yeah, definitely. New jokes too. That's good. Yeah, nice. But he's, you know, you he's, know, he's a good guy. But let me ask you this: Is the failure is the failure deliberate? Uh, well, the failure towards progressive policies is definitely de- de- deliberate. Because mm-hmm. um, he said right off the bat, he, you know, I'm not, I'm not Bernie Sanders, I'm not a socialist, you know, I'm, I'm your garden variety Democrat, and we all know what we can expect from those jokers. Um, but they, they do this song and dance uh, to make you think that they're doing stuff like, uh, yeah. what was it, the, uh, the child uh, poverty? They said they, they were going to cut child poverty in half. And people were like, well, if you can cut it in half, why don't you just get rid of it entirely? You know, why do you have to have half the people, uh, half the kids? <laughs> you know, it's, in poverty, we could, you know, we could add, I mean, we could do $800 billion for uh, rockets and bombs, you know. I think we can, uh, we can help out all the children. I mean, that's just one thing, you know, and they teased us with that, right? I, I, don't, I don't have any kids, so I don't have a dog in that hunt. But, I, you know, I know people who do, and uh, they they that actually helped them out and then they they cut it off uh, I think at the beginning of the year I think that's when it happened and uh, so I think they're big on promises to keep you uh, voting 
for them. And then when uh, they don't deliver, they just come up with, you know, like I said, the rotating villain yeah. or some sort of excuse as to why they couldn't do it. The Republicans <laughs> who are not in power, uh, you know, that sort of thing. So. It's Kristen Cinema. It's Joe Manchin. It's the Parliamentarian. Blah, blah, blah. Damn, they got... <laughs> This is a hot conversation. Here comes the fire department. Wow. Wow. I hope whoever's in that ambulance has uh, Medicare for all, by the way. And yes, yes, we need Medicare for all. And here's the funny thing about that. It's like, if you think about all the policies that you and I are, are sympathetic to that actually want, just in your mind's eye, imagine how the midterms would go if, let's just say three things. Biden canceled all student loan debt from borrowers who attended a public college or university. So you got that. If Biden also uh, took marijuana off the scheduling list for being a scheduled drug and made it legal, and if Biden basically approved the Section 1881A of the, of the Social Security Act to give every single American Medicare for all f during a pandemic. And if he would have just thrown in, let's say, $2,000 a month for the duration of the pandemic, just, you know, so that people have a floor... And, and maybe try to cancel, you know, the rent and mortgages. If you just did a couple things, that, that that's all. What do you think that the results of the midterms at least would be? Like, do you think that it would fare better for the Democrats if Biden were just to do those handful of things versus absolutely nothing? Or oh, would it wouldn't and, matter. Uh, well, the people. <clears throat> so, uh, so Biden's not up for re-election, right? So this is we're talking totally like uh, mm -hmm. House of Representatives, some senators, I think. Yeah. Uh, so if he were to do all that, right? Then mm -hmm. these people, like your your squad members, the 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 so-called progressives, could say, "Hey, look, these are like real things." That mm -hmm. that you know this uh, we're not talking about you know getting paygo rules uh, mm -hmm. changed or getting somebody on a committee nobody gives a fuck about that yeah. I mean nobody cares about that to be yeah. honest with you. You, when you're out there when you when you ain't got no food and you wonder if you're gonna be getting kicked out of your house you ain't mm -hmm. worried about paygo all yeah. right but those things that you listed are concrete um, social items that people have been literally dying for for years right. Uh, yeah, hell yeah, it would help them. I mean, uh, as long as it wasn't like a bait and switch thing, it's like, well, we promise to do this, but we'll get, we'll probably get it done after the election. Yeah. Then people are gonna be like, oh, well, no, 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 no. <laughs> they go back to the two thousand dollar check thing, yeah. right? But if they were to do that this year, yeah, they would. I think that would be a huge thing. But you know, we know the end of that story. We know how that story ends. That's. But Uncle Warren. Back. Let me ask you this, but won't we fail if we go too far left 
air quotes. <laughs> Too far left. Um, the only uh, I, I don't I don't know what people think. Uh, Too far left. If that's another game too that and that we got our Republican uh, brothers and sisters in on that little uh, theater too because. Have you ever noticed, like, you hear people like on Fox News or whatever call Joe a, a communist or a socialist, and the, the real communists and socialists are out there, like, going, <laughs> what? <laughs> what are y'all smoking over there? You know, it's, it, you know, the, the people who are saying, that's some dog whistling shit right there to, like, you know, we're doing too much. We're doing too much of this crazy socialism shit, you know, it's like... <laughs> Here comes Chairman now. It's, kind of it's like apparently, well, you know, cutting you know poverty in half or fifty percent of kids is just too much. We should have just did only ten percent of kids out of poverty instead. It's like it's too far left. We can't we can't you know have kids be completely fed, right? Right. It, you know they may they may grow up and uh, and vote for Republican. So we got to stunt their growth. And uh, make sure that uh, they're not being fed, but that, you know, Democrats are still cool, you know. Yeah. I don't know how they, they pull that trick off. <laughs> yeah. Because the, the young folks today, they are, I, I love the young folks today, man. None of them are buying that bullshit. None mm-hmm. of them are buying it. I'm just like, thank you, Lord Jesus, for these young kids and their sensibilities and their use of their brains because the, the old folks I'm Gen X so like my people went up we're, we're a lost cause but everybody mm. else below you know there's still hope and that, that gives me hope mm. Eric to Eric T. Red says billionaires will defund Biden if he does anything for us yeah that too yeah that money going out the door sayonara well Biden it, Biden's not the one worried about it. It's the actual party. You know, it's the entire party that's like, uh, oh, we can't do any of that stuff. Uh, the, the, our, our donors will pull out, and uh, then we, we won't win any elections, which which would be nice. But, it, yeah, so that's why they're not doing it. It's, it's totally because of the donors, 100%. Yeah. I mean, uh, look, I honestly think that um... – the, the the goal is to lose because they literally agree with Republicans and I love this quote from a meme I gotta I gotta find it again but the quote says I'm not against the Democratic Party because I'm a Republican I'm against the Democratic Party because they are Republicans yeah. And I think people need yeah. to realize that they are just the good cop to the Republicans' bad cop. Yeah. You ever see that meme of the, it's like two pictures. The top picture is like a, a, a dog turd, and then that, that's the Republicans. And then the bottom picture is a dog turd, but it's in a gift box. They up up the top, and there's a dog turd. It's like, that's the Democrats. That's, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Stab you in the front was it? Republicans stab you in the front, Democrats stab you in the back. All that, all that stuff applies. You know? Oh, of course. Uh, Raziel the Great says, if you don't press the thumbs, Kamala gets the presidency. Twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Press the thumbs up, like the stream, because if not, then you'll have to hear her cackling as president for twenty-four. <laughs> 
I mean, her chucks are cool, but other than that, <laughs> she yeah, she has nice shoes. She's the uh, she's the Imelda Marcos of the 21st century. And uh, maybe I don't know who that is. Yeah, Google yeah. is your friend. Oppressors wear nice shoes too. Yes. Um, but yeah, Imelda, Imelda Marcos was uh, let's say Ferdinand Marcos was running the Philippines for those not in the know, and Imelda had like this whole like room full of shoes and it became like a huge deal and then they ended up getting rid of that guy and and her and her shoes wow. uh and all those damn shoes oh my god and that was like a running joke throughout the the like the i can't remember when that was like late 80s early 90s that was like a joke for years somebody's like oh man look at all them shoes you must be a melda marcos <laughs> but it's the same thing same thing today you know now it's like don't look at what i'm not doing check out these uh timberlands yeah they're nice huh it was under me. Oh. Yeah, that's crazy. Thanks. Yeah, she's evil. Yeah. Uh, Robert Durden says China is communist, and they literally eliminate homeless and extreme poverty, and their population is four times ours. Kind of a correction there. Um, from what I've learned, China is actually state capitalist. So they're one step below actually capitalism full capitalist like the United States and they're able to do that with just being state capitalist and uh, you know I mean look at the silk I'm sorry the, the the Belt and Road Initiative that they're trying to do and this actually kind of goes into something else that I want to talk about a little bit like the United States is trying to uh, uh, increase aggression against Russia and China, really, respectively. Um, one of the things that I I learned was that because of the Belt and Road Initiative, China is trying to help uh, the infrastructure of African countries as well as countries like Cuba. And Russia is also sending aid to Cuba. So what does this mean? Whereas the United States tried to catch flies with vinegar, China and Russia are trying to catch flies with honey. Yeah. Or, or with checkbooks, you know. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the United States idea of uh, spreading democracy is going in and uh, blowing the hell out of somebody. Meanwhile, you got folks like uh, people in China and Russia that are just like, hey, you know, let's invest. We're going to put some money in here instead of, like, you know, killing you and your family. And it's amazing how not killing somebody kind of lends itself to, uh, you know, great relations. You know, how you, yeah. you have, like, a, a you know, a, a, a southern neighbor instead of somebody that you're trying to get rid of their uh, their leader because they're socialist and because the, the people want them. You know, I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure historical scholars could tell me exactly when the United States became imperialist. I mean, you could say, well, it was, you know, back after World War II, or it could have been here or there, but imperialism doesn't work. Not, it definitely doesn't work in the 21st century. Um, you know, no matter how you're disguising it as spreading democracy, it's you're not spreading democracy. You're not 
giving anybody democracy. You're you're taking advantage of the natural natural resources, mm-hmm. um, and you're trying to build a base there so you can have a foothold to maybe keep an eye on Iran or uh, or Russia or that sort of thing. You know, it's yeah, it's very uh, insincere what the United yeah. States is doing, and everybody around the world knows it. Well, I mean, look, if if the United States truly wanted to spread democracy, then it would have seen that. You know, a lot of these countries that have moved towards a so, more of a socialist model that actually um, that actually democratically elected their leaders, then the democracy is already there. So you don't need to go there to spread democracy. Like, for instance, I think it was in what was it? I Iran when they had Mohammed Mossadegh and, you know, they were venturing towards communism and they were venturing towards socialism, I think it was, and the United States actually wanted their resources, well, you could have just fostered a relationship with them and said, hey, we would just like to, you know, get some of the oil that you guys have, or we can, you know, establish a relationship. But the United States was like, no, and the corporations were like, it's too expensive if they take control, so we're just going to put in our little puppet and then take control, and then we're going to basically make it into a right-wing dystopia so that we can have cheap oil. And so the United States basically decided to go that route. And look, the United States has basically done that all over the world. So what's the point, you know, so that whole, like, we're trying to spread democracy. (laughs) Look, I used to work in an area where horse stables were nearby, and I've smelled more worse horse shit from the United States about spreading democracy than I ever did at a horse stable. I was like, where is he going with this horse stable analogy? Oh, okay, horse shit. All right. I should have known horse shit right off the bat. Well, they're not spreading democracy. They're spreading capitalism. That's what it is. They want more capitalists. And uh, the world is going, getting away from capitalism, you know, because uh, people, the poor people, the working people have suffered for too long. And uh, you get to a point where you say, as, as, as Bernie said, enough is enough. And these cut, like, you see countries in South America, man, they're going, they're going socialism, man. And uh, yeah. people love it. And, but the, you can't make money that way so that's why they gotta keep spreading the capitalism so they can have their capitalist buddies their capitalist allies like in europe and uh you know screw screw the poor people and the working people you know but they say democracy because that sounds a hell of a lot better than saying yeah we're trying to push capitalism here our brand of capitalism i mean yeah but it's just it's silly because you know, just ask people from those countries, like, how is that democracy doing for you? Hmm. You know, uh, you know, especially the countries that are under heavy sanction. And by the way, sanction is warfare, just in case anybody knows. It's like, it's not some lesser... To- it's like... It's like saying that sanctions is lesser than is not really warfare. It's like saying, okay, beating your kid with an extension cord is bad, but I'd rather just have them kneel on rice for two hours and hold two books in their hands for the entire time 
that's less that's less severe. It's like, wait, what? It still sucks. It's still yeah. carnal punishment. Like, what the hell, right? I mean, what what's worse, getting getting bombed or getting starved, right? I mean, because that's what these embargoes are doing. People are starving. Yeah. Although Cuba has managed to make so much out of so little. I mean, we could take a lesson from them in just, like, how to be uh, efficient. Efficiency, they have to be efficient because they ain't got nothing else. You see those cars down there? They got, I saw this documentary about Cuba, uh, and this guy, he was an auto mechanic uh, down there. Hmm. And, uh, they, you know, they're fixing the same cars. You know, they, they might be making some parts, like in metal shops or whatever, but for, for the most part, they're making do with what they, they have, and they still got it good down there, you know? Yeah. So what does that say about, you know, America, where we just waste and waste and we just destroy the environment and, uh, like, we're, like, you know, we're just burning through everything like the end's going to be tomorrow, you know? And there's a, there's a, uh, they call it the, uh, the doomsday glacier in, uh, Antarctica. Hmm. And it's, it's, they say it's the size of Florida, right? This thing's huge. But there's an ice shelf that's keeping it in place. It's like close to the the shoreline, and uh, they say when that then that ice shelf is going to crumble within five years, and when it does, that glacier is going to go into the drink, and you're looking at least like at uh, two foot rise in the sea level. I think that was the smallest amount was like two foot. It was like ranging from two to ten feet. Oh my you know, god! That's within five years. Yeah, that's within five years. It's like we're worried about this other stuff. It's like we need to be efficient like the Cubans. We need to be conserving stuff like the, the our natural resources that we're going to need to like – because we're not going to be able to live on the coastlines anymore. We're going to have to move in, and there's going to be other problems that are associated with you know these mass amounts of people moving in or maybe moving to other countries, that sort of thing. We're looking at a lot of change that's going to be coming within the next five years, guaranteed. Gosh, gosh. And then people who live in places like Cuba, they have to suffer the consequences of it, too. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just wanted to... Speaking of the resiliency of, of Cubans, Uncle Warren, do you like to eat? Well, this this uh, large belly of mine uh, says yes. Fill me with lots of food. Mine does too. So there's consensus there. That's good. So <laughs> there was a, 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 a I guess you can call him celebrity chef by the name of Guy Fieri. He does di- uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. Right. I was shocked. Colored me shocked to tell you that he did diners, drive-ins, and dives. In Cuba. Really? Yes. And he went to Cuban restaurants. And he tasted their food. Homeboy fell in love. In, that, in those restaurants. Like. Huh. L- let me tell you. Number one. I have got to get my ass to Cuba. I have got to. Okay. Havana got my name on it. I got to go. And he was like, man, this food is so fresh, so good. And the, the chef was like, everything here is organic. We have no choice but to have everything organic. We can't make anything else otherwise. And 
Speaking of resiliency, like, and yes, people, they actually have restaurants where people order food and pay for food in Cuba. So miss me with that starvation bullshit. Um, and so, yeah, like, they're very deeply resilient. And think about, like, they have some of the best healthcare systems in the world. It just came out that they vaccinated every child above the two, the age of two and no child has died from the rona i had to purse my words carefully because of youtube but no child has 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 died because of it from you know and and the thing is and by the way the jab is voluntary it's not mandated right so the thing is is that you know and and, and they have over a 90 92% jab rate and and they they didn't mandate anything at all, so it, it just it just goes to show that you know when it comes to their resilience, and I I, I shared um, a documentary on at the end of my show on RBN, it's a documentary about Cuba and how they dealt with the Rona, and they're amazing, like. Uncle Warren, they are just like stellar when it, and then they actually went to other countries to help them out with their response. Yeah, it make the make the USA look pretty bad, huh? It's like we're we're under an embargo, and we're still helping people. You know, it kind of you know I, I I don't know how many uh, sports fans there are out there. Um, I, I don't really watch sports that much. I still kind of watch football sometimes. Mm-hmm. And what football, the football analogy to me for this is, uh, so the United States is that team that has brought in all of these uh, high-dollar free agents, right? They yeah. just got everybody. Got the QB. They got the running back, the receivers, defense, everybody. Top-dollar free agents, right? And you have this other team that uh, – that builds through the draft. Mm-hmm. They get uh, and they get players that other p- players don't want, but they fit their system, right? Mm-hmm. And you tend to see that the like in the in the in the short run, these this all free agents, all you know, super team is probably gonna, is going to win a lot of games, but then it's going to collapse under itself because they're not going to be able to afford all those all those players. Meanwhile, you've got this other team that started off you know drafting players and getting you know uh, fairly uh, not cheap, but inexpensive people because their system is extremely good. Mm-hmm. And then because of that, they're the, after, you know, they lose, they have losing seasons, maybe like two, three, four, maybe three, four years. But then after that, they're winning Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, that's how, that's how I look at, at Cuba, the Cuba and places that are oppressed like that, are taking the best that they have available uh, as far as, like, you know, what's not being denied to them through embargoes and stuff and, and making the best out of it. Like like you said with the food, right, mm-hmm. that the food tasted fresh. It's all organic. It's probably because they don't have giant processing factories down there that put preservatives in all the shit. And, uh, you know, because what was it? uh 
I can't remember. I was watching something. It was like some sort of time travel movie. And this guy goes back to the fifties, hmm. and he's in a diner and he's eating food. And he goes, he goes, oh my god, this food is so great. It's like yeah, because they didn't have preservatives and stuff back then. Yeah, they didn't put they didn't put all that toxic you know chemicals and stuff in the food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they probably don't do that in uh, Cuba, I would imagine either, because probably, well, one they don't have access to it, and even if they did, they probably wouldn't. Uh, yeah, you know put that in there because they've been doing it naturally and more healthy for all those years you know mm-hmm. yeah and, and it's like plus on top of that their healthcare hello is like stellar you know right and just imagine if they actually weren't under embargo and they did have the resources to get what they needed then imagine what Cuba would be like it would be miles away better than what you know was going on here in the United States it's just it's 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 basically you took okay Cuba is you taking Mike Tyson in his prime and putting both hands behind his back and saying okay you have to fight like that right and it's like yeah he's still kind of you know bobbing and weaving really well you know but United States keep and the United States keeps jabbing 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 and you know but at the same time the United States misses on certain things you know life expectancy health care you know uh, 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 you know basically standing with the world and it is in, in, in the United States keeps trying to hit Cuba but Cuba, with his hands behind his back, he still keeps bobbing and weaving. Yeah, it takes its shots, but it can take them. It's been taking them. And then, you know, it's like, but just wait until those ties are cut off of Cuba, and then they can actually go toe-to-toe with the United States on an even playing field. But the United States cheats and cheats and cheats because that's what capitalism does. Capitalism is a system that facilitates cheating because it's only about the profit that wins. And the thing is that people don't realize this. And this is why when people bemoan the fact that uh, you have to basically be uh, nefarious in order to get ahead in this world, it's because it's actually true. Look at the billionaires. Look at look at the people who own the big banks and the central banks. They literally had to oppress their way to the top. Yeah. Whereas. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and they say it's a free market, but it's not a free market. You know, Um, try starting a business in 2022, right? Uh, And without having like some sort of million dollar backer. To help you out, it's you're not going to do it, you know. And the United States, what it does, it has to demonize places like uh, China and Russia and Cuba mm-hmm. because they know uh, they combine efforts and uh, start spreading more like socialism or communism in some places. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to happen because, like you said, it's that's what's going to, you know cut the, the ropes off of Mike Tyson's hands is this alliance with other mm-hmm. countries that are, you know, bigger um, and, and are, are along the same, you know, ideological lines. Yeah. Um, 
and and the United States can't have that. So we got we have to say, oh, China's evil, uh, Russia's evil, Cuba's evil, yeah. uh, Iran's evil. You know, why are you saying they're evil? Because they don't want you to sympathize with their efforts that what they're trying to do. They're not trying to conquer the world. They're not going after imperialism. They're they're just they're for one is survival, and two they would like you know their people to mm -hmm. uh, to flourish. Now not not every system is you know none of these countries are perfect. Obviously they all have their problems, yeah. but in the grand scheme. Compared to what the United States is doing, where we're just like, you know, Ayn Rand all over the place. I got to get mine. Survival of the fittest. What, you know, who, who, who around the world is going to look at that and go, yeah, that's, that, that's, why, that's what we need here. You know, no, no, nobody wants that. And the United States just is, is so uh, blind or maybe just the, or just the hubris of it that they our way is our way has been this way for for decades and a century or two and this is the good way and it's like no it's it's not the good way and around people around the world have figured that out some of them decades ago you know yeah if if only the u.s listened to what the world was saying yeah you know i mean uh i think most if not almost every single country in the UN thinks that the United States should lift the embargo on Cuba. Because I, I just see it as the big bully, you know, trying to beat up the smart kid. That's all it really is. And people talk about, you know, oh, but Cuba has a dictator. And it's like, it's like, the dictator that that dictator where they have a much better healthcare system than us that dictator where the literacy rate is is like 98% what's our literacy literacy rate here in the United States you know people want to talk you know shit about China and Cuba and it's like okay so what's the homelessness rate there and then they so, find out that there's virtually no homelessness at all Right. Yet we have yeah, because of the system that they use, right? Well, yeah. I mean, look, we say, and this this number gets touted out all the time. Bernie even used it. There's 500,000 people sleeping out on the streets at every night, and I'm like, okay, there's actually more than that. Because if you count also the people who are sleeping on couches at their friends' couches and their family's couches, by the way, I have one. Um. When you count all the people that are living in hotels and motels and extended stay hotels that can't get themselves a place to live, either because it's too expensive or they don't have the credit because you have to have a good credit score in order to get into these places, too. So it's not just money. And you if also you have it. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. If you can afford it. Yeah, that's the thing. Because yeah. I, I remember there's, there's like places around here in New York where you have to be. Your you the rent you you have to be able to afford like in a year you have to be able to afford forty times what the monthly rent is and it's like that's a racket you know that's that's that turns cities like New York which was uh, full of diversity uh, people rich poor mm -hmm. from all walks of life from every part of the globe and now the poor and the working people can't afford to live here same thing going on in San Francisco they get they got priced out. 
and now the things that made those cities great are leaving. And who wants to be in a live in a city with a you know a whole bunch of douche, rich douchebags? I don't. <laughs> you know that's why hopefully by the end of the year I'll be I'll be somewhere else too. I I want to get out of New York. This I love New York. I love the people that I I know here that I love, mm-hmm. but it's it's not sustainable. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, yeah. If, but I was, I was gonna say, like, do you see, like, you see protests? That people have they do protest in Cuba, right? Um, they, I think the last time they had a protest, it was against the U.S. embargo, and the United States right. tried to make it look like it was an anti-Castro protest, but it was actually an anti-U.S. protest. So with the when they were protesting, were the cops beating the shit out of them? <laughs> uh, because that happens here. Uh, oh. We're supposedly the good guys, you know, and our cops are beating the shit out of uh, citizens, and uh, they're not doing that, in, you know, over there. Oh, I mean, Uncle I'm Warren. sure they got little secret things going on. I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm just old and feeble. You know what's uh, hilarious to me? The fact that the First Amendment is applied more in Cuba than it is here in the United States. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That's weird, right? Yeah. Like, you know, and so... Maybe maybe the embargo also includes censorship. It's like, we can't let you have censorship either, along with food. So, you know, we got to keep all that to ourselves. Yeah. We're really greedy about the censorship. I was going to ask you actually a good uh, a question. If money wasn't an issue, would you leave the United States? Oh yeah, uh, no doubt about it. I've been here long enough. I've seen a lot of the country. It's nice, but as long as the system's in all fifty states, and uh, I would go, I'd I'd maybe try out Cuba, you know. The good thing about that is my dad was an auto mechanic for 30 years, and uh, I picked up a lot of how to uh, fix cars. I couldn't fix a car that's from, like, 2000 and up with all that computer shit, but I could probably fix a Cuban car. I would be the best, you know, honky shade tree mechanic in Cuba that you ever seen. I'd get me one of them caps and turn it around. And he'd come out, hey, what's uh, what's wrong with the car? Oh man, it's got your carburetor right there. We're gonna get, well, we're gonna do. We're gonna have to clean it out. We're gonna put a new gasket on it, and uh, you're gonna be right as rain, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. And then in exchange, get like a Cuban sandwich. Oh, with a ham. Hmm. I love some Cuban sandwiches. Yeah. Or so good. Yeah. Sorry. And maybe if they give you a cigar. <gasps> Ooh, that'd be nice. Ooh. I know. I quit smoking last year, but I would puff on a Cuban. If somebody gave me a Cuban cigar, I'd be like, ah, nom, 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 nom. Smoking this shit like in the cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> smoking a Cuban cigar, I'd be like, this is what revolution tastes like. <laughs> I got a head rush from revolution, and it was delightful. It was delightful. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Cuban Jesus. <laughs> I only worship Cuban Jesus. Ay, Dios mío. <laughs> yeah. What happened? <laughs> uh, 
you know. You're so awesome. But 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 it's it's kind of it's kind of you know sad that a lot of times people will a lot of times people will go. Well, if you like communism so much, to move to these countries, it's like, motherfucker, if I could pay for it, then I definitely would. But unfortunately, because your raggedy ass system, I can't go nowhere. I you don't know? think I could afford to move to Jersey, much less, uh, <laughs> you know, that's right. It's right across the bridge, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Nobody can move. You know how much it costs to move? Shit. Yeah. That. I tell you though, here's a trade secret. I moved from LA to New York, but uh, it's I, but I didn't have a lot of stuff. I'm not. I was. I'm, if you have a lot of stuff, this ain't gonna work. If you don't have that much stuff, you don't really care about your furniture or whatever. Ship it. You could ship it like UPS or something. Get you some big boxes and stuff and ship it. Uh, you're like, well, they might lose it, but you know, you it's gonna be a lot cheaper. That's the rub. It's like, eh, you know, yeah, they could lose it. But it's, you're going to save a hell of a lot of money. And that was the only way I could move to New York from L.A. was to do that. And I left, like, a whole bunch of furniture and stuff behind. And people, a lot of people don't want to do that. They want to take all the shit with them, right? So it's like, yeah, I want to move, but I can't afford to move. And the rent's getting high, so I can't stay. It's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um. Raziel the Great says, coffee, however, that's where it's at. Yeah, I heard Cuban coffee is basically like nitro. <laughs> yeah, there's like super beans. They uh, they use these, uh, and the, the beans will look like cartoons, and they have like these big strong arms. They're like, yes, Pop out of Sailor oh, Man, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, just, just a, a fun question to uh, you, Uncle Warren. What is one food that you just can't live without? All of it. Uh, <laughs> any of it? Uh, let's see. Ooh, one food that a chicken. I cannot and chicken and it's baked, fried, whatever. Cannot live without chicken. I love chicken so much, so good. Mm. Oh, um, it, it marinates well too. Yeah, I know, and it goes so good with everything. You know, like yeah. it's kind of like the less guilty. Like if if you don't, I don't eat beef, but I eat chicken. You know, then you're like you kind of feel a little bit better, even though you know you kind of still killing an animal and eating its flesh uh you know like a zombie anyway just saying chicken delightful el pollo delicioso mm-hmm. he, somebody want to send me to cuba <laughs> <laughs> you can mail me in a box i don't care i just cut some air holes and uh mm-hmm. do you remember that it was like from a few years ago some guy was trying to like he was going from one country to another. I can't remember where it was, and then they caught him. It was like this dude. And he was like looking through the little, little air holes and stuff. <laughs> what? I mean, the you may know, but I don't. I, that was some wild stuff. But you're gonna see people doing that kind of wild shit, like mailing themselves somewhere, shipping themselves. That's man. how desperate it's gonna get. I bet you. Man, if I can get my ass to Miami and get myself on a boat, all I have to do is go go a few miles. I think it's like 11 miles to Cuba once you get to Miami. That's how close really? Cuba is. Yeah. Cuba is very close to the United States. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's like what's her name in Alaska? She could, she could, you could see Cuba from your house. Sarah Palin. Uh, oh Sarah dear, Palin. now then, yeah, don't you know? I can see Russia from my house. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh yeah, betcha. Oh yeah. I see Russians over there. I see Russians over there. I'm not going to answer your question, but I'm just going to look directly at the American people. Oh, my God. Sarah Palin. Why? Oh that God. was another distraction thrown into the mix. Oh, to, man. Uh, to make everybody think, hey, there's no problems here. She's the one with all the problems. Good. Attack. Attack at her. You know, that kind of thing. There's always somebody like that. There always will be, too. Yeah. It's yeah. a bad thing. But yeah. if you go to if you go to Cuba, I'll go with you. I'll go with you. I'll be well. It'll be like uh, it'll be like, like an older version of Miami Vice. You could be uh, Cubs, and I'll be Crockett. We'll get the we'll get a boat with an alligator, and uh, you know we'll have like some cool Jan Hammer music, and uh, it'll be great, man. But then we go down to Cuba. Yeah, and and then I can wear a white jacket and roll up my sleeves on the white jacket, and then have a Jerry curl. Ooh, I can do a Jerry curl. Fuck yeah, you should do a Jerry Curl. Jerry Curl, You should baby. be doing that anyway. Let your soul... Where's my activator? Where's my activator? <laughs> my, my, my language will be drip. Drip, 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 <laughs> You'd never get lost because you'd leave a trail of activator everywhere yep. you go. And if it's at yeah. night, all you gotta do is light a match and then light the activator on fire. And it'll lead you straight to paradise. <laughs> Isn't that, isn't that how the Egyptians made all that gold-plated stuff? They get some activator and spray on there, and they put the gold, and they light it on fire, and the gold would melt. Them. Nah, I'm totally making that up. There was no activator back then. Maybe there was, but they did. They probably called it something else. That's where they probably got soul glow from. <laughs> oh, what was his name? Eric LaSalle? I think that he was on yeah. uh, elsewhere. Yeah, Eric yeah. LaSalle. Yeah. What a guy. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I just like Miami Vice, the first two seasons. I never uh, really watched it. Well, and you're, 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 you're a younger person. I can understand that. Um, if you didn't catch it in reruns, that's fine. I will say this about Miami Vice. The first two seasons of Miami Vice, uh, great. And it's got uh, Edward James Olmos on there from Battlestar Galactica fame. He's like the boss. I don't think he's the boss the first season, but the second season he comes in. Anyway, it used to be a staple. Friday nights, mm-hmm. 9 p.m., mm-hmm. got to turn the lights off, and then you turn on Miami Vice, and you hear that bang, you know, that <laughs> Miami Vice grind music, and it's like some guy, and he's in the shady parking lot, and there's another guy comes up, they open the trunks, and they're like doing a coke deal, and... All of a sudden, a van shows up, guns, lasers, like, ah, shit! Oh, my gosh. I was a Knight Rider fan. Knight Rider, yes. Yeah. Yes, pretty good. Yeah. Just to let anybody know that's listening to the podcast, I know it's about the end, but if you guys really want to catch the rest of this, you guys are going to have to go to my channel on YouTube. But (laughs) anyway, stay tuned, and we will, uh, yeah. Take care on the podcast form. Take care, bye. Love you. Mwah. Four head kisses. <laughs> <laughs>